Hey there, I am so excited. I've got Catherine Yazzie here with me and I am really excited for her to share just some of her insights into leadership and just her journey to get to where she is now with her business and her own podcast and all of the fun projects she has going on. Uh, I'm sure that just kind of glazed the surface there. Catherine, do you want to give us just a little bit of insight of kind of give it, tell us about who you are. What should people know about you when they first hear your name? Yeah. Thanks, Valerie. Thanks for having me on this podcast. I'm so excited. Um, my journey has been a really interesting one the past year. I am someone who spent the last eight or so years working at different tech companies and really growing personally and professionally as a leader and as someone within an organization leading teams. Um, and in this last year, after the pandemic hit, um, I found myself starting to build this new business and going out on my own and really having to ground within my own sense of self-trust. And um, one thing that you should know about me as a person, a lot of my message has to do with this idea of like, all right, our worth is within us and it's innate and connecting to self-love is so important. And I've seen that in my own personal life, as well as how self-love has impacted my leadership and just really bringing that with us as we're leading can make us feel calmer, more balanced and more confident, which I think so many of us want to feel when we're in leadership roles. And I think um, especially women can struggle with things like imposter syndrome. Um, and so what I am excited about is being able to talk about everything I've learned and not just with building a business, but in my own experiences in my career and like those points along the way where we're really challenged to look within ourselves, not just outside for that validation that we're worthy and we're doing the right things. I think we have to pay attention to both. Yeah. It sounds like you've got a really broad background of experiences to pull. Yeah. Even if it sounds like your coaching business is still a little fresh. Um, although in everything we've experienced in the last year or so has really, I think, uh, grown us all up 10 times faster than totally. we had planned. Yeah. So, um, totally. how have you innovated, uh, in, you know, the last year, as you've been building out your brand, how have you found yourself innovating to get your message out to your audience? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's, for me, the innovation comes from trying out different messaging and, and thinking about, you know, where the, my ideal client, where people who would benefit from hearing my story and my message, where do those people hang out online? And um, this year I've just joined Clubhouse. I don't know if you're, if yeah. you're on that app yet. Yep. That's something I think in the last few weeks, as I've gotten more familiar with the app and, and starting to speak more in rooms, that has been a really cool way and really recent way that I've innovated, trying different things out and just connecting with a wider audience and, and folks who you wouldn't normally be connected with, which yeah. has been great. Yeah. It's interesting. Clubhouse, you know, it's been around for a while, but I feel like it really blew up here in recent months. And you're really seeing people being able to connect with brand new people that just prior you've never rubbed shoulders with digitally. One yeah. thing you mentioned was just, you know, that I think is really vital here 
as the world has changed post pandemic is you really mentioned your online presence and just where are my people hanging out online? And I think that's a really important distinction that you make of we really have to like our online presence in a lot of ways has become more important foundationally than the in-person stuff is kind of secondary. Uh, and, yeah. and that's been a shift. Yeah, a hundred percent. And for me, I think coming into starting to become a coach and, and an online coach, I think, um, you know, I think we bring sometimes what we, what we see other people doing. Like, I think there's a lot of coaches who primarily focus just on Instagram, whereas I've been spending a little bit more time on LinkedIn than Instagram at the beginning. Cause I, yeah. that's where my network is. And I, and you know, people who know me and have watched me in my career. And I feel like a lot of my messages too, are not the traditional types of posts you see on LinkedIn. So it's, it's that I feel like I'm emerging. I'm like a new voice kind of talking about things yeah. like self-worth and leadership and self-love and leadership and self-compassion, all of these more inner world development tools and skills that aren't necessarily mainstream in the world of leadership. Um, we hear, you know, we see job updates, we see people releasing new products, but um, for me, it's it's been that balance of, you know, what can I share that's going to help someone or make them feel not alone and, and like also find the people who resonate and connect with my message. I know that it's not the most mainstream thing yet. I think it will be um, eventually, <laughs> but um, you're changing the world. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I feel like I have to really root in my own self-trust of people need this, you know, and yeah. even though it might be, um, not what they would expect to see, like this could be something that really helps them broaden their view or just introduce them to a new way of being, which is ultimately, I think why people seek out self-improvement resources resources and work with coaches is to help them change something in their lives that's not working. So that's I think it's, it's been cool to do that too. Well, I love, I love a couple of things about what you just said. One was that you started on a platform where you knew your audience was, and it sounds like from, from hearing some of your background, that those are people who already trust you to some level. So you're, mm -hmm. you're not starting with a cold audience there. Like they already know, like, and trust you. And now it's just a matter of them getting to know what you're doing now. And so I love right. that, like, it's just a pivot versus like a fresh start. And I also love just the fact that like, you are willing to embrace some of these new things that have come out, like, you know, Clubhouse, for example, a lot of people just kind of the, either they're like, you know, well, one, they couldn't get on it if they don't have Android <laughs> or if they have Android, but yeah. um, this is some people aren't on it yet for that reason, but some people are just you know, they've got their head in the sand saying like, I, I, I'm not going to do one other thing. And I just love that you have embraced some new, new things and using them to put your personality and your personal message out there. Um, the, the social platform is just the channel. Your message can be consistent across any of those. So I love that so much. Um, so you know, do you have a specific niche or maybe it's maybe a, a problem point of a niche of people that you tend to work with and how do you solve problems for people that fit, um, that fit within that category? How, how are you approaching the, the problem solving and, and meeting people's needs um, within your niche? Yeah, 
So there's two types of um, clients that I tend to to see and to work with. And, and I myself relate to both of these um, sort of, I feel like they're at these different stages in their, yeah. in their evolution. And I think the first is the newer leader and someone who has been in their leadership role maybe a year less and they're starting to get the bearings and start to get o- through that adjustment of going from being an individual contributor to managing a team. Yeah. Um, but the thing that they are missing is that full belief and, and confidence in themselves and their abilities. And okay. they struggle a lot more internally. Um, they, you know, they project this confidence outside themselves and they, they learn what they need to do to, to take on these new responsibilities and to pivot, but they're the person who leaves the meeting and is like overthinking in their head. Did I say the right thing? Did that come out right? You know, and um, a lot, and and they spend a lot of time kind of ruminating on those things and they um, aren't always the kindest to themselves. They hold themselves to really high standards. Mm. And that's a um, really great way of saying that. I know many people in my life who kind of can fit that (laughs) category. Yeah, right. (laughs) We're so conditioned that like, that's the way we need to be to, to keep pushing ourselves to success. And ultimately what I learned in my own experiences was that it, it just made me continuously feel like I was on this hamster wheel of nothing was good enough. And I couldn't ever relax and just enjoy (laughs) where I was and, and, um, be able to let things go and forgive myself when I made a mistake, you know, things like that. And um, I think the other type of um, client that I find is like the one who's, who's, you know, maybe a little bit more established in their role, but they're having that moment of like, what, you know, what's my purpose here? Like, what does this all mean? And, and definitely still, I think some themes of that imposter syndrome, because it's so common, unfortunately, amongst so many professionals, um, no matter how long you've been doing it, I think just the way so many things are set up is we're constantly feeling like this, this pressure to perform and do better and better and better. And I think sometimes you hit that moment of there's this disconnect here. Like I'm not really fulfilled and happy. And, um, again, I think that's where you need to turn and start to look within yourself of, okay, what's going on? (laughs) What do I need to do? And um, everyone's journey looks different, which is what I always say too, is, you know, what worked for me may not be the exact steps that the other person needs to take to get to that end goal of feeling more confident and content and um, finding that peace of mind. But it's, it's something I think that is helpful to have some guidance. And that's what I try to do is just share really openly about my own experiences and give folks the tools to try things on that they're not necessarily doing every day um, and building these new habits to, to help them, to help them integrate more of their inner world into their everyday life. Wow. You know, hearing you talk about this, I feel like you could be speaking to so many of my clients on a marketing level, even though you're talking to people from a leadership and team development type of conversation. So much of what you just said is relevant in the marketing world when you're talking about like the imposter syndrome and getting your, your, your name out there and, and feeling like, well, gosh, like I see all these people doing all these amazing things online, 
what I'm doing pales in comparison. And I think we start to play that comparison game. And then a lot of people just get paralyzed. They just Mm. don't do any marketing because they feel like, well, everybody else is, there's so many people saying the same things. Why would anyone listen to me? Mm. And I think that same statement can be translated of, you know, there's so many leaders out there. Why would anyone pay attention to me and listen to me? So it's, it's very interesting. I feel like I needed to hear some of what you just said. <laughs> I feel like most people listening are going to resonate with that here too, because it, it, it is kind of scary and vulnerable to put yourself out there uh, to the public, yeah. um, you know, whether it's online or your marketing uh, or to, sometimes it's even scarier to put yourself out there to the people that know you well like a team member that you see every day. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I've, as you're saying that it's bringing up, you know, a lot of my own experiences in the last eight, nine months. So this is a good therapy session for both of us. (laughs) And it's why I really, you know, I live what I, what I teach people and like it all came from my own experiences and what I had to learn myself and not just, you know, it helped tremendously in my corporate career. And, you know, I was able to go from being really timid and obsessed with, you know, you talked about comparison. Like I remember being a new manager and looking at all the other leaders around me, like, oh, I'm not as, you know, confident in, in an interview debrief as this person, or um, my public speaking is not as good as this person who really nails it. And I was obsessed with trying to just make up for all the things that I like lacked, so to speak, without focusing on my unique strengths and talents and like what I brought to the table. And in business building too, like what you're saying, that's what I constantly come back to is, you know, I go back to those early notes that I had with my business coach and, and I go back to that raw, like, just passion that I had for leadership and all the ideas that were so true and are so true to me and my own experience. And it's like, yes, other people may be talking about these same things, but they've, they don't know what you know, and they haven't experienced what you've experienced and your voice is important. And that's, again, where that sense of like your self-worth and worthiness really comes in. And it's not, you know, this topic that is always so, um, (laughs) welcomed because it sounds really woo-woo and like touchy-feely yeah, right <laughs> but like we need to talk about it and especially last year with the pandemic like we're still facing so much uncertainty in our world like the more we as leaders get comfortable talking about emotions and about our own experiences and challenges I think that's really what this next generation of leaders like we're going to need folks who can who can confidently like navigate those um, worlds and talk yeah. about their own experiences and give other people permission to be humans and have feelings. That, I like, love that. You have permission like, to be that. human. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Oh, great. Wow. So, so obviously like you've done a lot so far in your career and now, you know, this, this whole coaching endeavor that you've started and, and you're doing you've had some amazing growth. What would you say is maybe a highlight professionally or a win, whether it was a small or a big win professionally that you can kind of pull out and really celebrate? Yeah, I would say the biggest win that I've had, um, one that I really want to highlight 
um, is I, in July, started working with my business coach. And, and before that, I was doing some freelancing and starting to like build that momentum of, I can do this. I can start to do this on my own. And so I hired my coach and um, in November, I, I ran a six week group coaching program. And so when I really think back of like, I hired a coach in July and I was able to launch and, and get paying clients to do a program with me in, in November, only a few months later. Um, it's, I think I say this to say like, you can do it. Like you can even, you know, we all start at different places and, um, you know, we all, it's, it's okay if it's small, like it was just so really gratifying that like people who, again, I've worked, I worked with, um, some of my clients like before, like it's people I knew and that they knew me and, um, they were excited about what I was doing. And, and it was a good moment to just validate like things that at this point come more naturally to me. Other people haven't necessarily heard about it and aren't as familiar about with it. Um, and so, again, coming back to that message of people, like your voice is important and people need to hear what you have experienced and what you have to, to share with the world. Wow. That's great. Okay. So flip that. What is an opportunity, like what has been an experience or, or, or time where you can picture where you tried going after something, or maybe you just didn't even try and it just happened to flop. Like where, where was a failure that you can kind of point to and And how do you feel like you've learned or been able to pivot that into something positive? Yeah. Um, I think it, you know, it's funny because I I can see, I wouldn't necessarily say it's one moment. It's kind of a series of moments where I like, I got stuck in my own head and Mm. my fear of showing up and being seen. Um, (laughs) I definitely, and and even with that first launch that I was just talking about as a celebration moment, like that really brought up a lot of those fears around, are people going to like what I'm doing? Do I, you know, is this the right message? Am I posting the right amount of times? And that, I think you said this earlier, like that can cause you to go into that analysis paralysis and you get really scared. Like I've gone through the ringer of all the fear (laughs) coming up and having to really just sit with it and understand, okay, you know, and one thing, one like mantra I come back to is just fear is a symptom of change. I'm doing something Mm -hmm. completely different that I've never done before. Of course, it's going to be a little bit scary and that's okay. Like, and I'm, I've learned so much. There's been moments where that fear maybe prevented me from sharing, you know, as passionately as I'm, as I'm talking to you now, like there, you know, there's a moment a few months ago where I still had that hesitation and fear to, to say everything and even talk about self-love and leadership. Cause I felt I, I was viewing it like as my past self and, and in terms of like, I don't know if people are going to be down with this, are they going to like this idea? And, um, yeah, it's, it's, been part of the process, but I think that has been those moments when, and and having a few of those moments where I felt like you hit that wall a little bit of like, I don't want to go forward. And it's like, well, why? Like what's what's going on? (laughs) Um, And I think that's been my biggest challenge is really working with my own mindset um, to help myself move through the scariness of it. And I'm, I've, I try to be as honest as possible about that because I do think no matter who you are, yeah, when you start your own business, when you totally change your entire life, like you're going to be afraid. It's going to be a little scary, but it's still, um, 
it's still so worth it. And that's why it's so important to come back to like why you're doing it, why you feel so strongly about it. And ultimately like where you want this to go, how you want it to impact people and create the life that you want. Yeah. That's so fun. I love that. Thanks for sharing. Just a lot of people aren't, aren't willing to share that, you know, we all want to come across as confident, like we've got everything figured out. Right. But being willing to admit that certain things are scary is, I mean, it's just, it brings that relatability and let's be honest, we all experience that feeling. So being able to just verbalize that, it just, it gives someone else the confidence to say, okay, I'm scared too. This feels uncomfortable, but she's doing it so I can do it. You know, it it helps bring that validation. Yep. Okay. So you've been launching, you know, this brand new business in the past year you know, I love that you're in this stage because you've, you've probably tried a lot of things. Some things have worked, some things haven't. Um, you've probably been able to see some successes and maybe we already touched on some of these before, but I, you know, one of the things that I really want people to walk away from these interviews with is, you know, some quick wins, some quick things that people can do to find success with getting their brand and their message out. So if you were to, you know, have coffee with somebody and, and give them any advice of like, Hey, if you want to just get a quick win, you want to, you know, start seeing success. What would you tell them to do? You know, I think we talk about this in marketing a lot too, of like, you have to understand your ideal customer or client and like their problems and pain points. And, and also, you know, speak their language. I think that is one of the most important things that I've learned, especially, you know, posting on LinkedIn, like the more I I can speak the language and I have that benefit of, of, I was in the tech world for eight years. So when I'm like talking to leaders in that space, I know what it's like, and I know the terminology and I know times of years that things are happening. And I, and, um, the thing that I try to incorporate in, in my posts is as much of that, language as I can to, to show them, like, I know what this is like, and then bring them deeper into my own message, because my, my message is different than their world. And I know that. Mm-hmm. And so the, the advice I got was like, be the bridge, you know, speak their language, but then bring them deeper into what, you know, they need. And, yeah. and how can you be that bridge between both? Cause I tried, um, you know, sometimes coming out of the gate really strong and talking about worthiness and leadership. And I think people were like, whoa, this is, this is different. This is not what I'm used to. But if you talk about, Hey, I know you're spending eight hours in on zoom every day and you're stressed and you're feeling like you have to be there for everyone on your team. And, and, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, if you can, the more you can connect with them about what their reality is like, and, then start to slowly show them and and be that bridge and introduce them to this new concept. I think that has been effective for me to resonate with people. Yeah, that's wonderful. I love that. So as we've been talking, whenever you've had some good sound bites, I've been writing them down on post-its because I just want to hang them on my wall. And I think this is something (laughs) I'm going to start doing with everyone. And I just wrote this one of just speak your client's language, you know, like, I just think yeah. that's, that's such a great nugget to, to take with us because 
that can be relevant for someone like you as a leadership coach, or, you know, like one of my to do's this month is dealing with taking care of my taxes. And that's confusing to me. And I wish more CPAs could speak my language because I don't understand theirs. You know, (laughs) (laughs) there's sometimes there's certain things, you know, you got a plumber coming over and they start talking about all the different parts and tools and, you know, different systems in a house. And you're like, I don't understand these. You have to speak your clients or your customer's language and help translate that. Yes. Of, of what they need to do to what they understand and where they're at to start with. That's wonderful. Okay. So quick win, speak your client's language, which I think is fairly, I mean, it's a, it's a hard and an easy thing for us to do, but yeah. I think, um, you know, it's a, it's a very simple thing. You can start practicing to start making some quick wins. So I love that. Um, before we, before we wrap this up, I just want to share with people. I know you mentioned you're on LinkedIn. Um, your website is lookwithinleadership.com. You're over on Instagram at lookwithinleadership. And then you mentioned well, before we started uh, recording here, you mentioned that you have a really, um, really great free download for people. Can you tell people a little bit about what they, what that is and, and where they can get that? Yeah. So um the download is called a weekend of worthiness and I, I designed it to be weekend size, meaning you can sit down on for half hour on Saturday, half hour on Sunday and do some reflection and journaling to really reconnect with the worth that is within you. And um, the, the purpose is I think we spend so much of our time chasing this like external validation and, and thinking that we get our worth from that promotion or our title or our performance review. And I think it's important to come back to ourselves and, and this little exercise can be a great way to, to help ground yourself in that and ensure your bal- like you have a good balance going on. A lot of people these days, we can get really wrapped up in um, our job, like our self-worth can get wrapped up in our jobs and in how we're doing in our jobs. And there's so many other things in life to that, you know, that are going on. And I know I struggled with that personally. So this was something I created to give you a little outlet (laughs) and, um, you can find it on my website. I'll send you the link to the specific. And we'll uh, put that, yeah, we'll put that in the show notes for people to get, if they're interested, that's wonderful. Thanks so much, Catherine. Okay. So if you enjoyed what Catherine just shared today, um, you can get more from her if you look up either her name, Catherine Yazzie, or if you just search for Look Within Leadership. And um, I think you'll find a bunch of great resources if you start following her. I'm sure um, it's it's only only just the beginning. I love what I've seen so far. And I really appreciate everything you've shared here today. Thanks so much, Catherine, for sharing all of your great wisdom with us and just being vulnerable about kind of the journey that you've had so far in business and just in your professional career. Of course. Thanks for having me, Valerie. If you liked what you just heard, please hit subscribe to make sure you don't miss any of our future episodes. And while you're at it, go ahead and leave us a review. That not only helps us out, but it helps others discover great interviews just like this one.